This is Bill Brenner for SearchSecurity.com. You're listening to our Security Wire Weekly Podcast from May 23rd, 2007. This week, Don Olsh of Jefferson Wells talks about whether blogging on company-owned mobile devices is a genuine security threat or just plain FUD. And McAfee hopes to take IPS usage to the next level with an appliance for 10 gigabit Ethernet networks. We begin this week with some Microsoft news. The software giant acknowledged that users of Microsoft Office 2007 on Windows Vista missed out on some of the security patches it released May 8th, but the company has addressed the problem with a new update. In a separate development on the Microsoft Office security front, the software giant announced that Microsoft Office Isolated Conversion Environment, or MOIS, is now available for download. In the Microsoft Security Response Center blog, Program Manager Mark Garissi wrote that his team updated the detection logic for the May 8th security and non-security updates for Office 2007, with the exception of the junk mail filter update. In some cases, he said, the original detection logic may not have offered the updates or the updates may not have been installed properly on machines running Vista. The changes only pertain to the fixes in security bulletins MS-07023 and MS-07025. MS-07024 didn't require an update since it doesn't affect Office 2007. In a separate Office 2007 development, Microsoft announced that its MOIST program is now live and available for download on the Microsoft website. It's a free, downloadable security enhancement for the Microsoft Office 2003 compatibility pack and the 2007 Office system that converts documents in legacy formats, or DOC formats, to open XML formats, thereby stripping out potentially malicious code. Next up is some news about McAfee which hopes to take the use of its intrusion prevention technology to the next level with a version that works on 10 gigabit Ethernet networks. Meanwhile, the company has announced the integration of several other products. McAfee IntruShield 10 gigabit Ethernet platform will be available later this year, and it will support IPv6. Many enterprise data centers are moving toward 10G Ethernet networks, but there hasn't really been an IPS out there that's 10G compatible. That's according to John Vecchi, McAfee's Director of Product Marketing for Network Security Solutions. But one analyst says the technology won't necessarily be the best fit for everyone. Burton Group Senior Analyst Eric Maywald said IT professionals have to take a careful study of their own environments to determine if this product is truly viable for them. Every IT outfit is configured differently, and while one might be a perfect match for the latest IntruShield, another may be configured in a way where the product wouldn't work as well, he said. Maywald added that he hasn't seen as much evidence that IT shops are indeed clamoring for a 10G IPS to better protect the core. Despite his reservations on the IPS front, Maywall does see promise in McAfee's integration efforts, including the unveiling of IntruShield 4.1, which McAfee said offers enhanced integration with other products in its security risk management portfolio, 
including Foundstone Network Access Control, or NAC, and ePolicy Orchestrator. He said Foundstone can pass information to IntruShield so that alerts can be better prioritized, and that IntruShield can also pass attack information back to Foundstone. That information is quite useful, and this will probably help reduce false positives, Maywald said. And we'll be back after this message. Want to know which NAC products can lock down your network endpoints? Or which firewalls can secure the application layer? Visit our brand new Integration of Networking and Security School. Using a combination of webcasts, technical tips, podcasts, and quizzes, a top-notch roster of renowned information security instructors will help you learn how to secure the application layer, lock down network endpoints, secure remote offices, and much more. Don't wait. Get an in-depth look at the security-related and networking-related processes affecting enterprise network security. Visit SearchSecurity.com's Integration of Networking and Security School today at SearchSecurity.com NetSec. That's SearchSecurity.com NetSec. We've gotten some interesting feedback on a story two weeks ago about the security risks of blogging on mobile company devices. Some readers weren't convinced that this poses a real threat, and one person even called the whole thing a bunch of FUD. Don Ulsh, Technology Risk Management Director in the Boston office of Jefferson Wells, told security executives during a lunchtime presentation on emerging threats earlier this month that many people blog from work and mobile platforms and that it's bad because blogs are an easy target for attackers. One of the most vocal critics of this notion is Alan Schimmel, Chief Strategy Officer for Still Secure, who wrote in his blog that Ulsh should, quote, keep his FUD to himself, end quote. I had planned an exchange this morning uh, between Alan Schimmel and Don Ulsh on this issue, uh, kind of a meeting of the minds. Unfortunately, um, Alan was not able to connect this morning, but I am here with Don Ulsh, and uh, he and I are going to discuss the threat as he tried to articulate it a couple of weeks ago. Don, welcome to the program. Thank you. Good to be here. Don, let's start by um, with a little recap, if you could. Um, talk about the concerns that you have about blogging on mobile company devices as you articulated it a couple of weeks ago at that uh, presentation um, in Newton, Mass. Sure. Six, uh, six basic concerns. Cybercrime is growing. Organized crime and Internet gangs are cooperating. Organized crime is involved in pornography, drugs, terrorist financing, money laundering, and identity theft. Blogs are proliferating rapidly and can be used to drive web-related businesses. Companies are not cognizant of the security issues about blogs. And my job is to help companies create an anticipatory uh, defense where there's awareness, action, and protection of corporate assets. So my view is how do companies uh, maintain uh, confidentiality and protection? Now, not everyone agreed with your position after they read my story on what you had to say. Um, one fellow in particular, Alan Schimmel from Still Secure, wrote an extensive blog entry taking you to task um, for your position. Have you talked to him uh, either by phone or email since then? And, and have you two reached some 
common ground? Well, I mean, I think so. Uh, we, we, we did communicate, uh, I guess, fairly extensively by email. And, uh, you know, again, you know, my, my position, as I explained to him, uh, is not about the freedom to blog. People are entitled to, uh, to blog anytime they so choose and on whatever subject uh, they want to choose. But my position is that, you know, as, as someone who helps companies strategize on, on defense and protection and security, I try and keep them aware of emerging technologies that uh, could represent a potential threat. And I've actually had clients where blogs have been used uh, to leak information inadvertently. And I think this is a growing problem. And once I had put uh, that particular uh, framework around the issue, I think Alan and I uh, had, you know, a greater degree of, of, of commonality uh, in our approach. But the one area where he was still somewhat suspect was on the um, participation of organized crime. Uh, and yet, you know, I do know that that is a, uh, a real problem, and it's going to be a big problem moving forward. Mm-hmm. Now, he described this as, uh, he described the whole position as FUD from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, did that bother you? I mean, the the, the FUD word, <laughs> when people throw that around, it, you know, it's a pretty powerful thing to say. Well, did it bother you, or have you well, heard you know, that from it, others? I, I can't say that it bothered me, because I, I hear this all the time, where a lot of people don't, uh, don't really buy into this. Um, you know, but again, you know, I'm trying to anticipate uh, what companies need to be concerned about. And most companies, when I go in and talk to uh, talk to them, and 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 I ask them about blogs, they're not really sure what blogs are, and uh-huh. they're pretty sure they don't have a policy uh, that deals with it. But you know, let's go back to I think the the biggest area uh, of, of of disagreement uh, between Alan and I uh, at that particular point, and that is, uh, what is the risk? or what is the threat, rather, uh, from organized crime? Well, you know, there are a number of different publications that have talked about this, uh, really starting uh, in, in 2005 with Card Systems, uh, which was uh, in, involved, I believe, in the Choice Point deal, where it said that, um, you know, a, a, a quote here, appears to be the work of organized crime um, and very unique to crime groups in Eastern Europe. So we know that's a problem, and we also know uh, that blog databases are being targeted by Eastern European organized crime units uh, in order to uh, acquire a fresh supply of email addresses. And then there's the additional concern of what information is contained uh, in a number of these blogs. So for, uh, do you want me to, to give an example? Yes, please. Okay. So, for example, one of, one of the one of the models we have says that um, there are anywhere from seventy to a hundred million blogs worldwide. It's a very high growth. People are blogging now from the office, from home, from you know laptops, internet-enabled PDAs. But if you take an organization of a hundred thousand people, and you assume that twenty-five percent or twenty-five thousand are blogging, and even if they're only blogging from work, an average of twice per week, and and, and we believe it's more than that, uh, that's fifty thousand messages a week, or almost two and a half, two point four million blogs messages annually coming from a specific um, uh, uh, address 
you know, companyxyz.com. So if you have all of that data and then you have organized crime hiring uh, uh, companies uh, or entities in, let's say, Eastern Europe, Russia, uh, the Ukraine, uh, who are going and uh, acquiring this data, because there's not good security on blog databases. They acquire this data, they apply data mining software, and they organize that data um, by however they want to see it. But let's say that they took that one single company, they looked at 2.4 million pieces of data, they used sophisticated data mining software uh, to analyze uh, what is the content of those 2.4 million messages. Well, what we see are there's, you know, information about marketing plans, about product development, about IT architecture, about security policies and procedures. In other words, there's a lot of information that's leaking out of companies, and companies don't even know it. And most employees don't even consider that they're leaking proprietary information. Sure. So it, it's really another side of the insider threat where uh, it's, it's not the malicious insider in this case necessarily, but the perhaps the clueless insider that doesn't, they don't realize quite what they're getting into when they mix personal and business pursuits on the work machines with things well, like blogging. Well, that, that's absolutely the case, Bill, and one of the problems is the social engineering of employees uh, to produce that type of information over blogs. Mm -hmm. Okay. Again, Don Ulsh from Jefferson Wells. Thanks for being with me. Absolutely. And that'll do it for this week. The latest information security news is always available as it breaks on our news page at searchsecurity.com news. And you can always catch our podcasts featuring summaries of the latest news and interviews with security professionals at searchsecurity.com podcast. Again, that's searchsecurity.com podcast. I'm Bill Brenner. As always, thanks for listening.